Hey, Dune Nation. Dunerinos. Hello, fellow dudes. Dune heads. All the all the Dune dudes out there. Yeah, baby. We're your dudes. We are your dudes that talk about Dune. Dune. Once a week. Every week, literally the most consistent thing we've ever done in our entire lives. We we we've, yeah. we've maybe been the most consistent uh, uh, about this project uh, than any other we've ever attempted. I think that is fair. Yeah. Um, is that sad? Yeah, absolutely. But I it's don't true. think so. I don't think so. Think of all the projects people don't even attempt. You know. You know, how, how many people even have, uh, <laughs> come on, how many people even have podcasts? You know? Not, hey, not very many in this day and age, I'll tell you what. No, no, this is novel, you know, it we're is. on the cusp of history here. A couple of dudes talking on a podcast that we send out into the world about, you know, things nobody cares about, that is... <laughs> it's just our stream of consciousness thoughts super, out into the, the ether. Super unique. <clears throat> I, I I have had a, f- uh, uh, a few thoughts recently on, you know, there there is the, the, the whole thing, you know, oh, everyone has a podcast, like, yeah. the, the memes and stuff, oh, a group of white dudes... You know, they, yeah, well, we call that a podcast or whatever, um, and it's true. You know, there's there's definitely a uh, a saturate an oversaturation of of podcasts, kind of led by uh, people as 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 ourselves. You know, uh, white men who think they're funny. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I mean, we know we're funny, but yeah, yeah, of course, of course, but still, for the sake of the argument. Um, I, and, and there, I'm thinking of this in, in terms of like other parts of the internet that I, I don't, I don't like either, you know, too. I, I really think that I'm going to, um, develop my own golden path for, um, c- content on the internet. Ugh. <laughs> you just said content. I know. I, I hate it. I know. That's I fucking, the other thing. I That's fucking the other hate thing. it. I hate that stupid fucking word. I didn't but, make you say it. But well, yeah. But but you know, Leto, he hates the the rulers that he rules in mm. in the same vein as right. It's true. Yeah. I mean, I we're I think we're gonna or I'm going to lead us into making content, podcasts, videos, whatever, uh, to end all content. This will wow. be it. We'll be the only podcast left yes. on the internet. Yes. They'll be begging for the days of uh of, <laughs> of uh Joe Rogan. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Man. After the, ap- after I'm done with back them. into the depths. Yeah. Yep. Interesting. That's 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 a little a little sneak preview of a plan I'm hatching. Just uh just a just big picture, big picture. Wow, you and know, I'm, like, I'm, I'm 100 percent serious about it too. I I believe that you are. You know, nothing's ever uh, nothing's ever good enough for you. Like you know, nothing nothing can just say like stable and consistent long enough. There, there's got to be a shakeup eventually. You know, well that's something's got to give. I feel like like well hey like like you know Seymour talked about in his post. Uh, yeah. it's, it's, you know, falling into that great stagnation is, is, uh, that's, that's death. 
you know. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, true. Um, for what it's worth, you know, I, there's kind of a, a baked in progression, at least to, to the podcast. So it kind of feels like there's always a, a moving forward, but I, be very interesting to talk about your golden path ideas. Yeah, well, I, I'm not talking you... about Dune dudes. I'm not talking about. I'm not going to do this with mm-hmm. Dune dudes. Uh, this is this is something um, different, but it relates to Dune. So I thought I'd mention it. <laughs> Even weirder. All right, man. Cool. Um, it's time. Uh, I think it's time maybe to start the show and uh, sing a song for the for the folks at home. They love their song. They love the song. Those folks at home. They do. They love the song. It's for them. Yeah, of course. Who else would it be for? You know what I love too is like, uh, because obviously we're kind of um, we're playing on like that patriotic yeah nature with uh, God bless America, and it it's like uh, those. I don't know, like the the presidential fireside chats, you know. And I, it's these old people like turning on the radio, <laughs> and it's us, exactly you know, yeah. our, our old timey uh, like announcement to the nation. Yeah, that's literally what it is. I mean, I I, I feel like we're we probably have the same um, numbers as 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 you know Roosevelt's famous fireside chats. We probably have enough, you know, same amount of listeners. Yeah, I mean, g- given given the the range of people we're able to uh, to reach and the boom in population from now to then, yeah, might not be as far off as you might think. No, you know? no. They, I mean, there were like I don't know, like ten thousand Americans. I mean, come <laughs> on. I mean, come on. That sounds accurate. Yeah, that's, that's probably right. I mean, after the war, everyone—it's like everyone was dead, dead anyways. So. Yeah, yeah, right. no, I know. I had to, I had to start over. Yeah, before the baby right. boom happens. <laughs> before they all fucking boomed out. Yeah, they boomed out. Got Not it. a great decision on their part, if I no, if, no, if I do say so myself. No, that's well. I mean, ha- having a baby seems like a bad decision at at any point in yeah, one's life. Any point in history, I think. Yeah, it's just oh goddamn it. I think Lido. I think Lido was continuing. right. I think Lido was right to uh, you know uh, you know end all that down there. Yeah, get rid of all <laughs> to, that. Get rid of yeah, all that stuff. To lose his. Uh what his groin yeah what do they call it his 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 uh his beef swelling <laughs> his loins of beef swelling his loins that's the word i was looking yeah. for yeah his loins he's loinless he he he's loinless yeah yeah without loins and we'll get we'll get into that a little bit more this yeah, we will the, 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 we will it, we are going to be talking enough. about we are we are going to be talking about Lido's loins, yeah, uh, in, yeah, in some some way or another. The beef swelling okay. makes a return. Yeah, that's the ghost of beef swelling's yes. past. All right, uh, do you need me to send you the lyrics? No, you sure? No, I, I got it last time. Even remember? with the change, with, with e- the change, even even with the change, you won't be okay. able to notice. All right, <laughs> you won't be able to notice. I'm gonna, I'll send it to you just in case. <laughs> it's, I'm not gonna look at. All it. right, I just texted you. That's great. I see it, but I'm not okay. gonna look at it. All right. I see that you're texting me, but it's not important. All right, ready? Let's do it. 
one, two, three, four. God, God Emperor of Dune, Wormman I love, stand beside him and guide him through the golden path he's chosen. Towards the crowd, four thousand years of leaders' peace. One day we'll miss more God, God Emperor of Dune, the Wormman we love. Nice, not bad. The, the one thing I did miss at the beginning, I said Wormman we love, and you said I, but then at yeah. the end, you said we, and I said I. Is that part oh, of the lyrics? It is, yeah. It's I first, then we, but I think it's kind of You know of what? Cool. I, actually, 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 I have a means to fact check this. I just got the lyrics sent to me. Give me one You're, second. You, you'll see. It's, it's I, then I'm, it's we. I, I'm gonna see if this is really something that was intentional, or if you didn't just fuck it up. Nope, I have it right there, too. Worm man I love. Worm man we love. Interesting. Yep. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Hmm. Yep. Why do you? What makes you choose uh, to go from I to we? Um, interesting choice. I I I I like to be more inclusive at the end, you know, because yeah. it has you know it one day we'll miss Moadib. It kind of uh, that I kind see. of starts starts uh, us us talking about a group of people. That's um, a good point. So I I thought it I thought it fit better at the mm. end. No, no, I like it. It feels like there's like a growth in the scope. Exactly, similar the to the the growth of Leto himself as a yes. worm man that we. Oh, love. I thought we were still talking about the beef. Yeah, swelling. Of well, his his, beef. his 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 beef swelling did go down, but the rest of him did. I mean, he yeah, is. Yeah, but it's it's <laughs> it's more the beef swelling of his heart, you know. Yeah, yeah, that's true. All right. Um. Uh, so. And so we do uh, once, ag- once again, though. I read this. I finished reading this a lot so- earlier than Connor did, so yeah, he might be walking me through this. That's fine. Yeah, I finished reading this seconds before I called you to do the the podcast. Yeah, I finished it and then I called you. That's it. There's no more to that story. Well, so. I liked it. It was short and sweet. Th- yeah, right to the point. Um, yeah, this, this section, not like, uh, not like we hadn't been focusing on Leto, but this section focuses a lot on Leto, you know, and I was kind of missing, I kept hoping, I thought maybe at the end I'd get like one Siona chapter or something. Yeah, and, uh, you're right. She, she's, she's been, I mean, she's been talked about a lot, but she has been absent from the action for quite a bit. Yeah. Yeah. We'll talk a bit about that too. Because I I don't I don't think her influence is absent, of course. No, but uh, yeah, but not. she's not um, right. She's not she's not present, like you're saying. So um, this really focuses on this whole festival city thing. These five chapters, um, yes. And so where we last left off after the face dancer ambush and all that. Um, this section of chapters picks up where we are at the city and it kind of describes um kind of describes like their entrance to it this first chapter they're being um welcomed by like all the citizens and the fish speakers are there they're saying this word 
Cyanoc. So I, I don't know if you have any, if you have your own pronunciation no, that sounds, out there. That sounds right to me. I think it's, I think it's right, but sometimes it's fun to talk about and do. But yeah, um, and they they kind of talk about the meaning of this word it has a lot of different meanings, and then that kind of goes it sort of back into like what I liked about it is that Manio has this flashback of being told what the word means. Um, yeah, it's another Manio flashback. Right. It is cool to see, like, the the earlier days of Manio and Leto kind of, like, figuring each other out, yeah, working absolutely. together. Um, and it's interesting, too, because it feels like a bit of a, like, a weird secret. I mean, it, it is literally a secret, but a, a, but a weird secret in, like, almost a juvenile way. You know, Leto's like, well, you know... All the girls think it's like their thing, so they wouldn't like it if I told a boy. You know? It's a girl like, you thing. Can, yeah, can you can you keep a secret, Munio? I know. Um, I get that it's not exactly that, but I just kind of had that feeling. But anyways, um, I'm not going to jump into the 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 meaning that Leto gives to it just yet. But I think what's interesting about this section especially kind of off the back of the the previous section when Leto is talking to um, Sister Chenoue, kind of talking about, like, what's truth? You know, how do we, like, use language? And what can it, like, show and obscure and this and that? Um, Monio has this flashback of the meaning of the word. And then when it cuts back into the present day... Um, Monio thinks to himself that he's, like, added his own meaning to the word in, like, the, the intervening time. Um, in fact, the line, it's just right in front of me, so I'll just read it. He said uh, he had even added his own meanings to the strange word. It means mystery and prestige. It means power. It invokes a license to act in the name of God. The word had a sour sound in Monio's ears. So... I don't know. I thought that was cool. I feel like the fact that the word sours over time too to him, like, kind of shows Monio still seems, like, pretty set on following the Golden Path and working with Leto. You know, I, I don't think that he, like, regrets his time and how he spent it, but I think with the plan kind of coming to a head and sort of culminating in either the death of his daughter siona or something else which might also not be good we don't know yeah. what the success is um you know i think that he's kind of had this like losing religion sort of moment you know where uh especially like working so closely with leto you know he he doesn't have like the same awe that so many of these other people do who kind of just like orbit Leto, yep. because like he knows what's behind the curtain, you know. Yeah, um, and and it also it also leans into um, you know, how Monio ended the last section with you know, uh, finding symptoms of rot in the Empire. Yes. Um, yeah. So, true. So yeah, he he definitely is aware of uh, something smells, you know. Something's rotten in the Some, state of Denmark. Something, yeah. Mm-hmm. 
It's just, I don't know, something someone might say. Is that a thing? That's from Hamlet. Oh, okay. Cool. Cool. Yeah. Did, was it the ham that was rotting? Ham rot? <laughs> That's, yeah. That would be pretty I mean, smelly. No, it's a little known fact, but Hamlet, it's actually, uh, I mean, of course it's used as a name, but it's a shortening of this idea or this phrase of let the ham rot. Yeah. To let gotcha. rot of ham. Okay. Hamlet. Makes a lot so, more sense. So yes, actually, it does all circle back. Makes a lot of sense. Connected, man. Yeah, it's all connected. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, you're you're right too to mention the the Ixian devices and stuff that yep. that comes up here too, especially when Leto's talking with the Reverend Mothers in the fourth chapter. So we'll probably touch on that again too. Um, but yeah, um, just like quick. Quickly going through this chapter, we kind of get, like, an idea of the layout. They talk about, um, that the city itself, I think we also get, like, this, yeah, we get this, the other big thing is, uh, a flashback discussion with Duncan. I think it's another flashback. They're, like, looking at charts before they depart to the city. And, um, so not only do we get, like, a description of what the city looks like, how the apartments are tiered, how there's this giant viewing area in the center, how it's um, very clearly separated between like upper class people having the best views yep. at these high places, and then all the lower class kind of you know left in the the throng of people. But they um, all still have like a, 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 a an Ixian screen right yeah to watch the ceremony yes and and also that the city itself its sole purpose is for viewing public viewing of the god emperor yep and so the city is only utilized for this purpose once every 10 years and then otherwise no one lives there it's just there's like public buildings. There's yeah, like some there's, schools. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, th- uh, that's that's where the fish speaker um, academy is. Yes, right? yes. Yep. Which I forget which chapter it is, but I thought it was fascinating. We learned that Siona was a part of that school. Yeah, in her youth. It sounds like her very early youth. Mm-hmm. I mean, like we don't really know when that changed. I don't think. I don't remember the context exactly, but. It's definitely mentioned somewhere in this section uh, that Siona had some sort of early education there at the Fish Speaker School herself. Um, so, I don't know. Still so much mystery around Siona, so it feels like I any know. fact that we get, it's like, how does that fit in? Yeah. You know, does yep. that matter? I don't know. <laughs> I know. And, and you know, also with this, with with Own on, yeah. I'm just going to call it Own uh, the city, uh, it 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 definitely does make me think of um, you know uh, that that Alito has has his father's kind of penchant for uh scope and for for really big things, you know, like yes, uh, like uh, like you know, Arakeen. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's very indulgent and grand. Yeah. Um. 
Yeah. Definitely the, uh, the, like, the scale of these things, um, I think Herbert does a pretty good job of, of conveying, or at least of, like, you know, every time they're in a room, too, like, he always describes the room, and then, like, I'm kind of left thinking, like, how big is a kilometer? Like, I don't, I don't yeah, really right? know. Yeah, right, I know. But, I mean, like, but it's big, right? Like, I'm it's just big. like, it's, it's big, whatever yeah. it is. This is a huge-ass room, like, it feels like... Um, at least with these these rooms that focus on Leto, like the underground, uh, the like the network of all the underground tunnels under yep. the Citadel and stuff too. Like, not only does it need to be big in order for Leto to get around, like it's big to convey this sense of godlike awe, right? Uh, Even if I, like no one else is around, <laughs> I think that is, you know, not the only purpose, but the 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 most important purpose to Leto, I think, is conveying that sense. Right. Um like like his story, um when he's telling Duncan about the uh um the god who who uh, walks through his city yeah at night or, you know, and and uh weaponless um it, you know and no one kills him because he you know he's he's so beloved it's 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 that myth and that scope that um that drives the empire. Yeah, I thought that was an awesome um story to yeah. fit in there. Not only because it's kind of silly. Like Leto tells this it, it it does have to do with this flashback that we're discussing. Um, because Duncan's like, man, looks like it'd be really easy for someone to attack you. Yep. And Leto's like, yeah, I mean, that's part of the point. Um, and then he relays this, this myth and then Duncan's still like, I don't get it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) What's Um, that mean? What's that mean? (laughs) But, but yeah, one, I just have to interrupt you quickly though and, and say, um, I, I watched that episode of, uh, of Impractical Jokers with Alex Oh yeah, the first time she Recently. saw it. So yeah. it just it's it's fresh in my mind, and I've been I've been quoting it way too much. And uh, even if it weren't fresh in it, your mind, you would have quoted. it I would have quoted it. Anyways. It's true. It's yeah, but um, she she's she's been uh, like now she understands. Yeah, fully converted. She's fully converted. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Anyways, nice. Um, but I I like it because you know obviously Leto's like furthering this myth. Um, but I don't know, like, it also kind of makes me think of that tension between, like, the stories that we perpetuate and then the reality of things. And, like, Leto knows that, too, you know? He's not thinking, like, oh, this is just the truth and a good leader would never be murdered because, you know, famously, his grandfather was murdered. I think a lot of people would consider... Duke Leto Atreides to be a pretty noble and good yeah ruler, you know. Yep, yep absolutely. Um, and of course, he still had enemies. So, like, it's more of like what that um, means to the observers, yes. and less about obviously like what it means to the participants. So, 
I mean, nothing too, uh, like, revelatory there. That's what it means to perpetuate a story. But, I don't know. I just thought it was, like, really well done here. And I like the story that they chose to share. Like, it's so short. Yeah. But I felt like it was powerful. I, like, it was. really liked the imagery of this. I think it says a lot about um, the image that Leto wants his empire to to see, you know? Like, the person that, that he wants them to believe he is. Um, yeah. And then, you know... This says a lot too. Where when 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 Duncan asks um, if you know they 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 don't search for weapons, and then Leto says mm-hmm. not not openly, right? Yes. Uh, so so yeah, it's it's all about the appearance of of this um, benevolent god. <clears throat> exactly. You're right. Yeah, there were a bunch of good lines too. This line where um, uh, Idaho says, "Do they cheer?" And Leto says they are permitted to cheer. Yeah. <laughs> which one? It's just like a fun, you know, it's like, what a godlike. They are permitted to cheer. I but know, then, for real. Uh, Duncan says, you Atreides always did see yourselves as a part of history. And lastly, uh, Leto responds, how astute of you to understand a cheer's meaning. Now, they don't elaborate on that afterwards. But I, I also really kind of had to like pause at that line um just thinking about Leto's meaning in that of of what he considers a cheer to be it seems to be like uh the 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 present like recognition and validation of a crowd like understanding that they are either like witnessing or are a part of history yeah in some way i think you know um kind of like almost an act of like shouting into the the void to like uh like reassure yourself of your own existence kind of yeah i think yeah i think so i think it's it's uh making known that you're here you know you're you're here to witness this moment um yeah, which which is you know at the end of the day it's it's kind of a fruitless um, endeavor, but I guess it's it's a comfort, you know. It is, it is, because later Leto says he's talking with. Uh, I think it's another conversation that he's having with Duncan in a later chapter where he's like, uh, Duncan keeps saying he doesn't understand something, and Leto's like, "Well, do you not have ears? You know, do you yeah. not hear my words?" But then Leto's like, well, I've said my words. If you didn't hear them, and I've already spoken them, you know, they no longer exist. Yeah. Right? And so similarly, if you've already cheered in the past, even though at the time that was like your planting of the flag of your existence, you know, but after you cheer, the cheer is no longer there. There is no record of you. You know, it's something that you can only do as you do it. It only exists as you create it in the present, and yeah. then it's immediately destroyed, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't really know what the exact connection is between those two things, or like what point I would make there, but it seems to be important to Leto. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I, th- I think it's it's uh you know it has to do with his his vision of time or or his his uh grasp of of how time passes and how things happen and ba- you know 
going back to our discussion last week of of the truth and, and Lido's truth and and you know um cuz yeah i mean how it's portrayed in 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 word or vocally is different to how it'll be um thought of you know decades from now you know yeah. so so yeah the moment that you're living currently like is happening and then it's gone forever and the memory that that you have of it or that people will have of it is not the mo it's it's not the same thing it's you know by definition it's a, it's a different thing it's it's a um it can never be the same oh this is suddenly making me feel like very forlorn, but also kind of grateful that we are recording this entire conversation. Yeah, <laughs> and, and all our conversations. Uh-huh. Yeah, <laughs> for the for the podcast, it's like I, huh. yeah, I agree. I but at the same time, like listening back, it won't be like we, we'll never be in the same uh, mind frame as we are no. right now. Um, we'll, we'll we'll never get the same takeaway as we're getting right now uh, from talking it out in this moment, for better or for worse. You know, it 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 will be different and and give us different things in the future. Damn, yeah. Uh, <coughs> anyways, I'm 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 with that though. I mean, that was a really good uh, observation. I liked all that. Um. So they, the the festival city even though it has this like elaborate um, layout and this very clear setup for Leto's public viewing, the chapter ends with them descending into this underground chamber for like private meetings with yeah. Leto. The chamber of so, secrets. Yeah. Right. Right. After uh, we, we'll also talk about the forbidden forest a yes. bit too later. Uh, <laughs> But I thought it was interesting after like this full description of the city and everything, and it's like, ah, but we're not even going to be there. You're, yeah. We're going underground again, you know. Um, kind of like how again, Leto has that like underground network of tunnels below the citadel, um, and so this is where we spend the entirety of the next four chapters as well. So I thought it was an interesting place to end the chapter. It makes me think like are we going to have, like, this public viewing? I mean, because the way the fifth chapter ends, it feels like we could be taking a weird turn, too. Um, but I, you know, obviously it just remains to be, it remains yeah. to be seen. I mean, there, there's certainly a lot of build-up. Now it's been literally, I think it's been, like, ten chapters, because the yeah. last five were just, um, you know, walking there. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, true. Um, I guess the last thing really, you know, this, the, the discussion we were talking about with, uh, Duncan and, and Leto, a big thing at the center of it is, is furthering this idea of just Duncan being uncomfortable with, um, the way that Leto is ruling the empire and, um, you know, essentially that because he's portraying himself as a god, that, uh, uh, you know, Duncan believes 
he he's like he, he's acting in a in a way that is like completely at odds with the the Trades values because of course Duncan more than anything is loyal to the Atreides, you know, family as like an yeah. idea and as like a, as a code of honor and that Leto uh is um is acting in a way that is is not serving the Atreides. So I think that that's going to come to a head in a way. Um we're not there yet, but there are, like, other points. We'll move on. We gotta get to these other fucking chapters. But there's other points in the chapters, too, where Duncan and Leto don't see eye to eye. And it makes me think if we're getting set up for... Um, you know, because we know from Children of Dune that Duncan... Duncans do have a, a breaking point, you know, that they they that they follow their own like internal compass or their own moral code of right and wrong, you know, just like when Children of Dune Duncan makes the decision to leave Aaliyah, right, and um go to Jessica or or go to uh uh I guess the, uh, I guess Paul, right? We were kind of talking about too, right? Or even, yeah, maybe I mean, I'm getting like caught up here a bit. And well, he makes a choice to go. I mean, to uh, take Jessica to um, the Carinos. Yeah, right. Which is all. It's it's kind of like working in service to Lido then too. Interestingly. Like, like we were talking about how, like, Leto then sort of has, like, his own plans, like, that he kind yeah, of, like, I mean, sets some of these plans into motion, I think, as that's well. That's true, but also, um, Duncan does say that he is doing what the preacher told him to do. The, yeah, right, the preacher. Enough. That's why I was saying Paul. Right, right, right. That's kind of what I was thinking. Yeah. So, at any rate, um, I just wanted to throw this out there. I wonder if... Leto is intentionally pushing this Duncan to like be thinking more and more about like serving the Atreides, mm-hmm. but then like not not serving Leto. Like, is there going to be a point where this Duncan defects and like joins Siona and Atreides yeah. herself, right? You know, like maybe he's being pushed and into finding another better Atreides to serve. And maybe that's the point, and that's how they it, get right, and that's made. part of his plan. Yes. Yep. Mm. I think that I mean that that is is very possible. Yeah. Cuz cuz yeah, I mean I I don't see I mean it it would be very very fucked up if they had a passage where it's like they're forced to fuck, you know? Right. That would not be good. Yeah. Uh instead he'll just manipulate them to uh to want to fuck, you know, by themselves and then pull pull out the rug from underneath them and be like, "Hey, you know, you dumb pieces of shit! <laughs> Look what you did! You right. made me a, a a baby that that is is gonna follow my rule. Right. Well, we'll we'll see if that's how the pieces fall into place. Yeah. But I, I I think 
I think it's going in that direction. I think that Leto is is trying to like funnel him in that way. So, anyways, um, anything else you want to mention about this chapter? I, the only other thing I can think of is I didn't talk about Cyanoc really at all, but honestly, I, I don't care. We got enough of shit to talk about. So. I think we covered it. I think we're good. Yeah. All right, cool. Um, so, the next chapter... Let's see here. Is this the one with Hui, finally? Yes. Yes, it is. Hui Nori. Um, after being, uh, you know, silently introduced much earlier on. Uh, she's, she's finally coming in as a character here. Yes. Indeed. Um, and so, you know, she was interviewed. These... She was, yeah, she was. Um, but yeah, I mean, I guess by the, the very nature of it too, that was just a recording that like we read. True. And just like we've said too, the timeline of this book, even when we read what the characters are doing and what feels like the present, I guess we know from all the documents that talk about the shit happening in the past, we're kind of like just reading past shit. Yeah. But just, but not laid out in that way. It doesn't matter, you know, but kind of like, uh, you know. Much of what the book is is like kind of a flashback from future documents and snippets that we get. Yeah, here and, and there. I mean, we can never live these moments as as if somebody, you know, who was actually there lived them. How do you mean? What we're getting is is um you know what Lido wants us to to see. Oh, <laughs> more or less, right? Well, history he he wants to leave behind. Oh, I see. When we actually like when we read the stolen journals or when the, yeah. the, the, the things are found, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um you are probably right. Yes. Anyways, yeah, so during these private meetings, um Queenery and Lido meet and uh, they definitely have an interesting conversation. Um, I, I think some cool things are kind of, like, revealed here. But the, the big thing is, like, really just that, um, you know, Leto's always testing people and always kind of poking and prodding. And yeah. he, he finds himself very enamored with Hui. You know, he has he, a crush. He does. Yeah, but I mean... A big one. Yeah, he's fallen uh, head over useless uh, flippers. Yep, yep. <laughs> you know, uh, <clears throat> you know, very quickly, too. It, immediately. Love at first sight, you know. Um... And yeah, he, he, I, you know, I think he kind of tries to unbalance her. He's like, you know, oh, well, did they tell you that I killed one of your ancestors? You know, are you mad about that? How do you feel that I killed your ancestor, but I let Kobat live, who also betrayed me? You know, this and that, like your, your, uh, your predecessor. And 
you know, she takes it all in stride. She's like, I understand why you did the things that you did. Um, in fact, I think she even agrees, you know, with that. Yeah. She doesn't just understand. She's like, yeah, you know, fuck my ancestor. He betrayed you, right? So, yeah, I, I mean, think uh, your reasoning's totally sound. Yep, yep. She was bred to yes. elicit this kind of reaction from him. Right, okay. So that is a huge point because right away Leto notices this and he's like oh this is so interesting because the Ixians of course are known for their technological advancements uh, essentially in making like computers and other forbidden shit like that but here we pretty much get a confirmation that they have their own breeding program yeah. Because that's what I'm getting out of it. I mean, yeah, if if you know you want to call it that, then yeah, yeah. It's I mean that's what it is. Yeah, well I mean I think that's I think that's how Leto identifies it. Yeah. He's like, oh, you know somehow he like recognizes that the that the traits that she has and like the way that she carries herself that you know, because he also has been in the business of creating and editing humanity for thousands of years he like picks up on it like that you know and he's like oh shit this person was not just fucking shout out you know this person was micromanaged this person was bred um so i i did think that was interesting just that even that you know that was happening elsewhere but also, like, that they'd be, like, s- successful with it. You know, the fact that um, another people could, like, go about this endeavor in a way that the god emperor Leto has to, like, stop and be like, whoa, you know, you guys knocked it out of the park. I like, know. damn, you know? Yeah, yeah. Just, you know, the, 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 the reaction it does elicit from him is really really intense and and surprised me and just how how hard it went um i mean to the point where you know he 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 uh wonders if if he can reverse his uh yes yeah yeah he does um (laughs) that doesn't happen in this chapter that's oh shit but yes no no it's okay it doesn't matter um but but yeah, he he does he does think what he considers to be selfish thoughts. Um, the the thing that confuses me just a little, and we might get more clarification on this. Um, but okay, you know what? Let's jump ahead because th- what we're talking about here and and what you just brought up, I mean, it's connected. So let's talk about the last chapter a little and when we get to it, if we have more to add, we'll do it. And if not, we're just we're we're uh, being efficient. Yeah. That, that's how efficient people use their time. You don't have to just talk yeah. in a linear fashion. No. We can just have a discussion, right? You you just hit points. Yeah. Point to point to point to point. So So the the impression that I get is that in the in the last chapter, Leto is like, damn those Ixians, they know my secret, my most secret secret. Yeah. And 
he knows that they know the secret because they've sent him Hui Nori, right? Mm -hmm. And so the secret, secret seems to be, or must be, they know that he longs, that he has emotions that can be well and truly manipulated as well, you know? Yeah, the same um, secret that uh, Siona found out earlier. Well, precisely. So, I feel like the book was almost kind of guiding me into thinking like, oh, because like when when Siona finds that out in the diary, in the journals, and then she talks with Kobat later, and she's like, we're going to send this shit out to everybody, you know? Yeah. Um then, like, it, it feels like it's this big secret that's being sent out, right? And, I mean, sure enough, I'm sure it is. But you also can't just breed a person in, like, you know, a couple of weeks. Obviously, you have to imagine that if Wienery is the product of a breeding program specifically made to target Leto, it's not crazy because Leto's been around for so long, obviously. So... It makes sense to me, like, that lines up. But how long have they suspected that they could manipulate Leto through his emotions? You know? Yeah. And how long have they been trying to produce someone like Queen Uri? Mm. Because yeah. we know yeah. that this takes generations. You know, you can't just decide you're going to start a breeding program and fucking have the person that you want the next day. So this is, like, a plan that also must have started... A long time ago. Yeah. Unless... Unless this ends up being connected to the automatons. Hmm. You... I mean... Are, are, are you saying maybe she's a Gola? Or something I'm saying like that? maybe she's an android. Oh, an android. Oh, 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 yes. Because the Bene Gesserit, when... When, uh... When the Reverend Mothers have their conversation with Leto, the Reverend Mothers are very concerned about what's going on um, with Ix. Yes. Because they're the ones making the thinking machines. Mm. So not only, it's not that they're just making a machine, too, that will, like, mimic the prescience needed, but also that they, they are making it in the likeness of a man. It's, like, full-on... Butlerian jihad blasphemy. They're yeah. They're making androids, is what mm -hmm. they're saying. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, given what we know about Queenery, we're we're very much meant to think, I believe, that she is a real person who was born and is part of a breeding program. But if it ends up that she had to be made much sooner, it could. It, it still feels like it'd be a weird timeline, but it also could maybe be that there's already been success. Yeah. On the, on the Android front. I yeah. Guess. Yeah. It, I mean, it could be her. It's, it's definitely not like, uh, the, you know, that the, the timeline goes, Oh, Siona sends the stolen journals. Then they, they find it out. Then they make a, yeah, you know, right. that's no, they, they definitely had to know before. Cause even, cause I feel like, uh, Wienery was, was brought up, uh, in that chapter when when uh they were talking to Kobat about about you know he 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 told them i think that she was being sent um, yes but um but yeah i mean 
that would be very interesting if if she was some sort of android or at least you know not totally human human i mean she she is a uh a ray character you know doesn't know her parents um yeah somehow only knows her uncle malky um <laughs> right uh, yeah i mean you know she could be huinery skywalker potentially <laughs> the end of the book we, we yeah get that reveal that'll be the last scene wow you really love uh teasing me just like leto huh yes you just you know how to poke this old bear it's true i have years of experience all right um, um as you mentioned the stuff like about her 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 upbringing maybe i just got caught up in my own line of thinking i feel like that pokes some holes in the the android theory i mean it could be implanted memories uh duncan oh, has has yeah. has had those same uh concerns yeah they've been unfounded but he's thought that several times as yeah. a um so I guess it doesn't rule it out, but it does make me think. I don't know if Herbert would pull that twist either. Exactly. So I mean, yeah, it's 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 possible. But then you, you think like, oh, wouldn't don't you think Lita would know? Don't, don't yeah. you think he would realize it's that that she's an android or has all this time without computers gone by? You know, it's harder to tell now. I don't know. Yeah, you would think so. I, I thought it was interesting to see Leto change his mind or or realize that he might not have known something when he is speaking with the reverend mothers because um like their concern for for ix and everything like leto kind of thinks to himself like huh maybe they will do it maybe they will make a a machine that yeah right makes the spice obsolete and then destroys the guild's monopoly on space Mm -hmm. travel he's like huh (laughs) fancy that you know i mean he's not like uh it doesn't really rattle him in any way. He kind of just like considers it. It it he, it kind of falls on him very flatly in a way that it really doesn't matter if it happens or not. But he's like, hmm, you know, I was pretty damn sure that it was impossible, but uh, you know what? Maybe I shouldn't be so quick to rule that out. Yeah. So it's it's kind of also that like weird conflict between um, you know, his own his perception as like this godlike being, but I think like also his his belief in it sometimes, as much as he rails against it. You yep. Know? Um, that he really does know everything, and then he's like, "Oh yeah, I guess I don't," or it's, well, or it's possible that I don't. I I I also think that you know he, he 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 you know maybe lets himself get too distracted to just have some fun, like like in the beginning, you know when when he was daydreaming and then Duncan almost kills him, like on a larger scale, he's like, well, I'm, I'm going to keep some things a surprise, you know? So, so I have something to look forward to, but if he keeps so much closed off, then these things happen and he doesn't really realize it. And that could, you know, be detrimental to him. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. And, I, you know, he's aware of that, too. We get that whole, like, oh, man, if I if I don't die near water, like, everything in the yeah. universe is fucked. Yep. Because you know, yep. I sure hope that doesn't happen, you know? Exactly. So, um, 
he recognizes that. I guess it's probably what, you know, gets him up out of his cart every morning. Yeah. So. <laughs> Otherwise, what's the point? Um, anyway, so the whole, the whole queenery thing, um, if you want, we can talk a bit more about their discussion, but yeah, I think the big thing is, um, they, they kind of have this mutual, Leto sees it as this mutual realization that, um, you know, if, if only Leto had loins, that, you know, things could be so different between them. There's this immediate um, connection between the pair. And, um, you know, Hui senses that too. And they I, I think they talk about this openly. I think the other big thing that Leto appreciates and admires so much is, is her, um, like, pure, your purity, right? This openness and honesty to her, where, um, you know, she also recognizes, she's like, yeah, I guess I'm, like, created as a tool to, uh, to woo you. You know, my existence is kind of based off of, I guess, trying to get you to, like, feel a certain way. And Leto's like, yeah, I guess. It's, you know, damn. I wasn't really expecting you to just, like, say that and understand all that, too. You know? Um, so it's it's sort of... It, it does feel a little similar in to Messiah when, um, when hate is first introduced. And, like, as the readers, I remember you and I are like, He's obviously being sent in here to fucking kill Paul. And, and you know, sure enough, Paul's like, hey, are you here to kill me? And he's just like, yeah, he's I like, am, yeah. actually. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Paul's just like, all right, cool, you can stick around. Yeah. You, can, you can stay. Yeah. Um, so we, we have a bit of a mirroring of that as well. Yeah, we do. Yeah, and I mean, I think Leto uh, is attracted to her because, you know, she is so different from everyone else and he feels different from everyone else as well. Um, and I think he puts a lot of, uh, value on, on that different feeling, um, that he thinks they both share. And, uh, I don't know the connection is so deep that he, he, he knows if like he pursued it further that, that it would be, you know, uh, reciprocated um yeah so yeah i i i don't know i don't know it's it's um I, I mean i guess he feels kinship with her because of how she was brought up too um and kind of the isolation i guess yeah yeah true that is a a good thing to touch on they do kind of have that um that solidarity uh, I, I think the only other thing here, uh, you know, get, we, we say this a lot, but I mean, like, if we were to really, like, get into the bits of their conversation, I feel like they, they talk or, or kind of, like, dance around a lot of things that we could easily spend more time than we need to unpacking. Um, but the only other thing I really want to focus in on this chapter is that we get some, we, we get... Um, we get some, inform not just information, we get a scene 
That's what I'm looking for. We get a scene with Malky. A full-on conversation between him and Leto. Um, Good old Malky. Yeah. And so we kind of get this this idea, right? He could be cruel. Um, and it's one thing for Hui to think of him as cruel, you know? But, but Leto kind of, like, shares in that, too. And it seems like he's one of the few people who kind of elicited a sort of anger in Leto. Like, they have this weird relationship where, um, you know, Leto kind of seems to not like him or, or agrees that he is cruel. But I think because of, like, just like you were saying with Hui, like, it's her uniqueness, you know, like, Leto kind of seeks out what he considers to be, like, remarkable or unique specimens of humanity and kind of, like, has them circle around him in, like, this, uh, like, a perfectionist club, you know, that they are the elite humans out of, like, all people. And Malky, though he's cruel, um, you know, acts as his own person. I think that's the big thing. It's to have, like, a self-determination, you know? And, and so I also course, think that um, there, there's something wait, to be... Wait, wait, I'm not, I'm not finished. Oh, well, sorry. All right, fine. I'll wait. Well, I'm just... Go ahead, go ahead. I will go ahead. You are you were the one no, hey, interrupting, no, no. so you could no, have waited for like a more natural pause. No, 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 it's, it's fine. It's fine. I know it's right fine. Ahead. No, it's totally... I know it's, I know it's honestly, fine. Honestly, it's okay. I'm the host. I'm the host. I, I wasn't finished with my point. I, was, I had somewhere I was going to land with that one. You can go and right I feel ahead. Like you could have just waited for a more natural break in the conversation. Honestly, Otherwise, I'm going to lose what I'm saying. No, honestly, then it doesn't it's matter fine. anymore. Honestly, it's it's totally okay. You can. Go I right know ahead. it's fi- I know it's yeah. fine. Okay. I'm telling you, I agree. Yeah, you, you can go. You can I'm, go right I'm ahead. I'm telling you, it's fine. You, it's you know, it's totally okay. Just go right ahead. No worries. Anyways, go it's right just ahead. that. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. Are you done? It's just no that. <laughs> okay, sorry. Oh. Okay, yeah, that 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 yeah, that's it. Let's let's just go for it. Just just go right ahead, my friend. You're you're it's... you're doing great. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. It's it's just that. Leto obviously presents himself as as this god, and I think part of what makes him feel so isolated, and part of what he hates about being at the center of this religion, is that it, it alienates him even more. That people revere him, and so they they feel like there's always this distance, and they can't have a conversation with him. Unlike with Monio, unlike with Huinuri, and and unlike with Malky, because we see Malky doesn't seem to give two shits about his own life. Like, the the stuff that Malky says to Leto, you know, if one of the Reverend Mothers said that to him, he would just, like, lay his bulk on them and crush them, you know? But Leto, like, respects this, like, fiery humanity, you know, where it's not so much about, like, oh, do I say this or will it offend the god emperor it's like you know i'm a human i'm alive and i'm going to say this you know because it's what i think and feel you know and leto has a great respect for that what were you what were you going to say my friend i forgot my dude i forgot 
All right. It's not my problem. It's fine. I know, I know it is. It's fine. It's it totally is fine. fine. It's it's totally fine. It's fine. It's all right. It is. It's completely fine. Yep. There's, okay. When two people are having a conversation, it, you know, there's nothing wrong with being like, hey, I'm not done talking. Didn't you ever, you know, I got, that's, that's a move I picked up from Kamala oh, yeah. fucking Harris. Oh yeah, no, it's right? fine. It's, it's fine. Is there anything else you want to say about this uh, chapter? No. <laughs> is, is there anything else you want to say about the rest of any of these chapters? Or are we done here? No, we're done. We're done. Yeah, it's, it's fine. Honestly, it's good. You know, it's we had an hour long uh, talk. It's the way it should be. We should let's reel it in a little. You know? Yeah, we already touched on um, the the last three chapters here already. It's fine. So what I was going to say is, oh, you do remember? Yes. All right. Well, is, then go uh, right ahead. Is as, as long as you remember, <laughs> go right ahead. Well, I do remember because so you should have that time. Because you should have that time. You should have that space. Yeah. And you should be afforded to have that. So go right ahead. So. I just want you to know, like, I I don't want you to, like, feel like if you have this point to make that you're being, like, constantly interrupted. Like, I want you to know that I respect what you have to say and I want to hear it. It's in entirety without interruption. I appreciate that. So go, so go right ahead. I will. I'm going to go ahead. I'm about to say my piece. It's fine. It's fine. You should. It's fine. So what I was going to say before I got interrupted was that it's not out of the realm of possibility to think that Malky was maybe bred or designed to have some sort of effect on Leto. Uh, Maybe they knew that this kind of outrageous personality would uh connect with him in some way and and uh you know maybe for for whatever reason it didn't go all the way didn't go deep enough but uh it seems like maybe they learned a lot from alito's relationship with melky um so i think maybe this has been going on for longer than um just weenery uh in different iterations, perhaps. Yeah, true. Seems like there's a lot of that going around, you know, or, or a lot of potential for these patterns of, of people to um, like iterate or repeat. Yeah. Throughout Leto's history. Cause I also kind of theorized still that um, Monio is kind of wrapped up into that. that uh breeding machine as well yeah yeah something could i mean we we still have mystery in in his training at the very least what do you say before we we tackle and run through these these next uh chapters let's take our quick break yeah yeah i i I've got to recover from you interrupting me a little bit um i think i think to, both of us i think deep, both of us need breath. a couple minutes yeah, uh, you might need a Xanax, um, and then we'll we, we will resume. <laughs> All right, be right back, folks. All right, welcome back. I got my uh, my next beer of my two beers of the podcast night. Sweet, I'm on my Coke 
zero. Gonna Which crack is it your open. Third. No, no. Oh, oh, you had your uh, Dr. Pepper. Yeah, first. Oh, I see. Right Coke now, zero you're, second. Okay. I might have another Dr. Pepper. We'll see. We'll see how how things go. But wow, the doctor is in. Hell yeah. <clears throat> um. I want to quickly call attention to, um, so we're done with the second chapter, right? We're going to go into the third. Yeah. Here. The opening passage for this one. Um, he talks about, uh, that there's like these primitive instinctual feelings and actions that, um, that people have uh, specifically against like difference. Oh my fucking God, Connor. Sorry to interrupt you again. I'm sorry, it's but okay. look okay. what just fucking happened to my book. Did you just spill soda on it? No. Oh, what? What? It just came apart. What? I picked it up and it literally just came apart. Oh no. Yeah, I mean it's in two. P- is that just the cover, or did like no, no, part it's, of the book? Yeah, part of the book. Oh, it's like a, a big chunk of the first part. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I oh, could tell because I mean it's it's a very old copy, obviously. And uh, as I've been reading it, the 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 spine has been has been getting uh you know more yeah. and more fucked up. Um, Wh- wow, where, where it came apart is the. Is it- is all the stuff you still need to read in one half? Like, can you yeah. dismiss the the first half? The, yeah, the first part, the the, the part that, that are you has, beyond the part that ripped off? I am, thankfully. Yeah, this is this was in uh, it, it ripped off right uh, right after the um, face dancer ambush. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. So you're you're golden. Yep, that's really annoying though. You can just keep. Uh, it's okay. You were gonna rebuy the whole Dune series, so it has like the the same covers and shit. Anyway, I think I right? well now I have now I'm, now I'm just gonna do that tonight. I'm gonna spend the rest oh, of my uh, tax. Yeah, refund yeah. Use that tax return, man. That I've already spent most of. So, <laughs> all right. Anyways, just spend it on fucking uh, some shitty sci-fi books you already yeah. own. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I mean, I'm I'm I I am happy that it, it happened live on air. That that this, this yeah, is no, it's, it's, good podcasting. Yeah, literally, right. It just came off in my hands. That's uh, it's fine. All right. Well, moving my on. um my I think it was my Children of Dune copy was threatening to do that for a, a long while. Like you could see the parts where it was like clearly separated. Yeah, but it uh it's still intact to this oh, day. Oh, you so, lucky wow. duck. Yeah, I know. I um didn't realize that that was going to be so so dramatic that it would really rip just like that. I'm I'm sorry. Sorry for your loss, man. That's okay. I was hoping to make it through the 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 full book before it happened, you know, but yeah. Uh yeah, we you know, it's uh life you you, you can't predict life uh these things it's, just happen. Yeah, no, it's a chaotic universe and hey that's just one of the little surprises that makes uh, life worth living. It's right? true, yeah. Um, I just feel really dumb now. I'm going to be reading it like this. Like, 
people yeah. are gonna walk by or like yeah, where's, you're where's your cover with what your, the fuck? your fucking ripped off yeah but honestly though it might be better to not have the front cover with the fucking dick man that's a good Just point the, yeah. gi- the giant penis yeah. worm man yeah De- that's that's definitely a uh a pretty good weird point. uh pretty weird cover to have it is doesn't really feel i mean again it, some of our earlier discussion was sparked by the cover and being like leto's the way Leto is described in the book does not feel representative yeah. of, of what we get on the cover. So, um, I, I, I mean, just either... like, just like guys, you know, they they posture to you know cover for dick size or whatever, or it's something that they they they, they lie about. I think right. maybe Leto's size is being embellished on the cover, yeah. just so we think that he's bigger than he actually is. Yeah, well, I mean, when you don't have loins of your own, when you when you become like a, a giant loin in and of yourself, yeah, you know, yeah. would you not exaggerate that? Sure, I don't. You know, I I don't. I'm, blame I'm sure. Him. He, I think he has some, you know, some shortcomings, and um, and also in the loin department that he feels he needs to overcompensate for. And what do we think this says about Frank Herbert's size? Hmm. That is a great question. Yeah. That I'd like to spend the entirety of the remainder of this podcast discussing. Well, you know, I would like to at some point have uh, Brian Herbert on the show to discuss yeah. that. Because, I mean, we like it happens like when you're a kid, you do, you, you see your dad's dick, <laughs> you know, just have to walk into the bathroom or whatever. Yeah, yeah. It happens. Yeah. So, I mean,. And you never to, forget it. You, no, you, you never, never forget, forget it. it. No, you can't. It's, it's, it's seared it's into like your a brain. Crystallizing yeah. moment. Yeah. So in a we, young man's life. Yeah, I mean that's just a, a fact of life. Uh, we we have to. We should. I mean, we can probe him for information on. That's a, that's a good this, point. We'll we'll, we'll probe him. <laughs> we'll that's probe a him. great word yes. to use in this. Uh, in Thank this you. Context. Yeah. Let's probe him about his dad's stick size. <laughs> <laughs> Brian Herbert, if you're listening, which you probably are, yeah, you know the you know the email. Skip the end of this episode. Listen to the plug and reach out to us, please, please. Because what else are you doing? Writing Dune books? I hope not. I mean, we don't know. We could we could really I know, enjoy the. I know. We, I we know. could really enjoy I, your. Uh, books, I, Brian. I, I, I kind of, I just like the uh, the piling on, to be honest. Yeah, but I, I no, shouldn't. I shouldn't be it's so. Uh, I shouldn't be so ready to do so. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, after we read them, and if we just like them, then yeah, go like have that, right. have yeah. them, no. you know. But uh, totally. but yeah, I mean, it's we we don't know yet. We're we're not. That's there right. Yet. We got to reserve our judgment. Yeah. Okay, let's. Uh, I I just wanted to mention the beginning passage of this chapter. Um, it's talking about how, like, differences cause people to react in a, in an instinctual way of, of caution. And so, um, this, the last line of it is, this is a system feedback at its most primitive level your cells remember. Um, I'm bringing this up for something that we're going to... Is this the chapter? Um, no, they're still talking to Duncan. Okay, it's. Uh, I'm. I'm going to go back to it because I think there's going to be even one more thing that I'm going to rope into it. So let's keep going. Um, 
Oh, right. This is Duro Nunepi. The Tleilaxu Ambassador. Um, Naughty boy. Yes. Yeah. So before, in the previous section, we learned Leto already said, we're going to flog the shit out of this yeah. guy. Yep. And we're not even going to say why. But he'll um, know why. Right. Uh, so in this in this chapter we get the uh, we get the Tleilaxu ambassador, Duro Nunepi. It's his meeting with with Leto. And Um, I don't know. We get so we get an interesting thing with Duncan in the beginning too, where um, you know, Leto kind of recognizes that the the Tleilaxu are kind of growing bold, thinking that um, they can get away with things because they're the ones who provide Leto with his infinite golas. And Leto does this thing. He's like, Duncan, if I told you to kill all the fucking Tleilaxu. And to go to their fucking home planet and destroy all the tanks and this and that. You would do it, right? <laughs> and um, I like Duncan's response, so I'm just going to read it. Um, he says, with pleasure, my lord. Uh, and then, yeah, Leto says, even if it means the loss of your original cells and all of the axolotl tanks. I do not find the tanks a pleasant memory, my lord. And those cells are not me. Mm-hmm. Which is something that we've already talked about, but I think is important to recognize again. Because in bringing back Duncan over and over again, just like we were talking about, it's never the same Duncan. No, you're right. And this Duncan, too, recognizes that. As any Duncan would. Because they're all the fucking same. (laughs) But are they? Yeah. Yeah, no, they're not. Um, but I, I really like that 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 is his cutting response. Um, so I thought that was cool. Yeah, um, no, same. Yeah, I think. Um, uh, yeah, it, it's it's very interesting. I mean, I do I I do feel like Lito was baiting him because obviously he's he, he holds a grudge, you know, and and mm-hmm. is still dubious about his origin. Um, so yeah, I mean, to let him loose on the Tleiloxu would be probably something he would really, um, rejoice at the notion of. Yeah. Yeah, no, he'd probably be stoked. You know, if anything, he might even see it as a, uh, an honorable thing to like. Yeah save potential Duncans from, like, this weird hellish fate he has to live out thousands yeah. of years in Let's the future. Let's not get into the pro, his, uh... pro-life argument here. <laughs> yeah. This is, like, pro-pro-life. It's, like, so pro-life that you're just gonna, like, keep, <laughs> keep, keep, keep cloning it forever. <laughs> oh, my God. Pro-life to the point of anti-death. Yeah. Really the, uh, yeah. Yeah. That's an extreme. Um but I a, a lot of this is kind of like this 
more of the testing, and um, Leto really just spells it out. He's like, everything I do, I do as a teacher, you know, to teach lessons. Yes. Um, so a lot of this is kind of like dancing around this subject because Leto's not going to just say, hey, your punishment is because of this ambush that I faced on the Royal Road, right? Um, it, you know, some of that is like its own weird torture, you know, just to not even give them the satisfaction of knowing that it occurred, you know, as if it's like just brushing off a fucking dead fly or yep. something. I don't know. Um, but anyways, as far as the lesson goes, I want to bring this back to some potentially problematic territory. Oh, boy. It, I, I, I haven't really thought too much about it my, myself, but I, I had this thought, and I, I kind of just want to, like, talk it out a bit and see how you feel. But we get this exchange. Um, so he says... Uh, I, I guess this is probably after he, he has the order to have him flogged or whatever. Um, and Duncan's like, what the hell, man? And Leto says, um, I'm a teacher. Remember that. By repetition, I impress the lesson. Duncan says, what lesson? Leto says, the ultimately suicidal nature of military foolishness. Hmm. Duncan says a little bit after, forgive my denseness, my lord, but I do not understand this thing about the military. We know that Duncan doesn't understand a lot of the things about Leto's military. And here's Leto's response, and then I, we can just talk about it a bit. He says, they believe that by risking death, they pay the price of any violent behavior against enemies of their own choosing. They have the invader mentality. Um, so I, I don't think there's really that much to unpack here, but there is this continuing idea of military criticism for what it's worth, like an organized military criticism. And we already talked at length about where we thought that that fell short. Yep. Um, two episodes ago where it really feels like he's scapegoating the gay community, right? Yes. <clears throat> but here, we, we don't get that. And I, I, I think that some of it is, um, maybe just a bit of a, kind of a, desperation where like if i see things that feel related crop up like i as soon as he started i saw the word military my eyes like laser focused <laughs> in on it and i'm like you know is this going to like expand on these things that i feel are problematic in a way that like addresses it and shows like oh maybe i wasn't thinking about it the way that they wanted to bring it up yeah uh again not to get too much in the weeds here but i, I just want to say um I don't think this does any work in um, in like trying to uh, 
better explain the, the more problematic things that Herbert already addressed. I guess because Herbert probably explained himself as clearly as he wanted to, and the issue is that he was clear in his problematic take. Yes, and like I think you know, I I think I'm still like struggling with that a bit. Like I think that still sucks. Like in my yeah. core. Um, um, I think the best we're gonna get is this, where it's it's you know, I mean, by itself, without the the grander context of you know uh, chapters ago and in, in the problematic. <clears throat> Uh, passages we we've discussed at length already this this military criticism as it stands is sound right uh yeah yeah you know it's it's totally fine and um makes sense but um yeah with with the 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 memory of of uh the the deeper um discussion on it uh yeah it is tainted i don't think we're going to get a recourse Right. Um, I think the best we can hope for is like this, just more surface level military critique without any diving deeper on these things that are obviously um pretty fucked up beliefs. Right. Yeah, um I I think it's interesting that one of the things he's choosing to focus on is like this um, examination of the military and like problems that it creates and perpetuates. You know, I think it's interesting to see how that might um, fit into whatever this realization of the golden path yeah. is or will be because it seems important. I mean, like we we still get a lot of like fish speaker stuff here too. Like, um, but uh, but yeah, for what it's worth. I just want to mention that the that like some of the re, or the or the reason that Leto states for the ambassador's punishment goes beyond like just the attack mm-hmm. too. Like it's not just the yeah. attack. It's like this larger lesson that he means to impress upon humanity about militarism. Yes. I mean and that's what the golden path is in general is it is a lesson to humanity you know that's yeah it's it's the greatest lesson um yeah but going back to this i think i mean when i when i saw him talking about the military i was just like I, you know i was like thank god thank god he's he's not going there again right like, just bracing yourself like, a little yeah, yeah. exactly like, like, like the best thing we can hope for is just that they don't ever reference that again yeah because there's i mean there's no way to 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 take that back or go like oh I actually meant this like it's still fucked yeah, up. it's yeah, still fucked right. up I I don't see that that, that be even being possible you know no you're right you're so, right I mean, I, mean I, I don't think so either I think it's just more of a kind of a reconciliation and yeah. I need to like think of more mm-hmm. in myself but I, but I've still been I've still been thinking about it a lot and so like yeah it's weird to see it like crop up again yeah. in the book and be like oh boy like I know. What's this? How am I going to feel about this? You know, and I think I'm I'm struggling with that in terms of just like um, I don't know, continuing to read the story and kind of like understanding that like I know I mentioned this too, but like this feeling of like you know I'm enjoying the story, but it it really does feel like it 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 leaves a, a mark. At any rate, I don't. We've already discussed it, and I don't want to get too sidetracked because we still have a lot to discuss. 
I just want to mention that that's like still on my mind, and it's it's still, um, you know, a really unfortunate issue with this book that it, I think it will probably just like come and go in waves. I suppose. Um, sure. We yeah. might have more to talk about that in the end when we mm-hmm. we know the the full story of of God Emperor. Yeah, but, absolutely. Uh, but this chapter made me think of it. That's all. So. Um, and, and it also, so, like, we get, we get the whole exchange with the ambassador, Leto, the punishment, and then the exchange with Duncan, Leto, just broad, super broad brushstrokes there. But then the way it ends, I think is great and super telling, of course. Um, but Idaho says nothing good's going to come of this. Yeah. And Leto says precisely. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that really does, just like you're saying, I think that's a perfect distillation of the golden path in and of itself. You know, and that every time we have like a, a criticism to level against what Leto's doing, and it's like, oh, that's like bad. You know, like Leto's kind of the bad guy. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Leto would just be like, precisely. That's the point. Yes. Yeah. You know, so there, there really is no, um, there really is no attack against Leto's method that I think would hold any weight at this point in the story, because no matter how bad it is, you need to consider the understanding that Leto is doing this uh, fully thought through with completely clear intentions and complete self-awareness and understanding of the horrible nature of it in order to reinforce this lesson on humanity, just like you said. So this feels like a really good like uh, miniaturization like a, a microcosm of, of that yeah. idea just targeted on this one poor soul. <laughs> this one man. Yeah. Uh, so I, I, I think it was good to get that reminder though, too, because it, it feels like still when things like that come up, I'll be like, Oh man, you know, Leto. And then Leto's like, yeah, I know, dude, mm-hmm. I'm Leto. So I hate it too. Yeah. What you gonna do? <laughs> Right. So, uh, obviously, a lot of that, it's going to be so interesting. Just like with all the Dune books, you know, it's like it's always laying out these pieces for you to think about how they fit together. But I have to say, with this book, more than any other, I think think that's really what's so compelling, is, is just thinking about what is the mystery of this book. And, like, it, it feels like less like the mystery of being like, oh, you know, what is the golden path or like this and that, like, but like once we have the, the answers, I, I feel like the mystery for me is like, was it worth it? You know? Yeah. Yeah. I want to know not if the characters think it was worth it. I want to know if when I'm done reading this book, I'm going to look back on all this horrible shit. I'm going to look back on what I said about Leto at the end of Children of Dune. Am I going to have to reevaluate my feelings on these characters? 
You know, I, I think that's like the most interesting thing to me because I, I really, I really feel like it's easy for me to like dig my heels into the dirt and be like, man, like, you know, I get that this is part of your plan and everything, but like, I, I'm a pretty strong believer in feeling like the ends don't justify the means. Yeah, And I feel absolutely. like that's the, that's the complete basis of this yeah, entire book. Exactly. You know? That's, that's, I, I feel like that, that is Frank Herbert taking that to its, its logical conclusion, you know? Right. Um, that kind of politic or that line yeah. of thinking, um, which is interesting. Yeah. And, and yeah, at the end of this, put yourself in Lido's shoes, say, you know, if I saw, you know, what Lido saw and how things could turn out if I did this, would I have made that same choice if I had yeah. that uh, potential? Um, so yeah, it will be interesting just to, to see what we decide at the end of all of this and to see how the universe fares after it's all said and done, which I think we're going to see as well. Right. Um, yeah. And if it was all, all worth it. And if it, if it even works, cause there's, there is still a possibility that, that it's all for not something happens and the golden path is not, um, executed, uh, yeah. correctly. Yeah. Yeah, totally. That'll be, uh, That'd be a real gut punch. Yeah, for real. The way Herbert writes, it does feel more likely that, you know, kind of like you you get the plan, they tell you the plan, they do the plan, it happens. Yeah, you know, exactly. That's kind yeah. of like what we've come to expect. That's like been the, the weird thing. Yeah. So I believe the Golden Path will continue. I will think be so. successful. I think it will. In whatever form that means. But, uh... But yeah, it is It is also interesting, you know, Herbert's really good at introducing that doubt. Like, even if you don't really believe the story will go that way, um, even, it never even though feels it's, impossible. Yeah, even though it's never really been done. Like, he's he's never really pulled a gotcha on us. Right. But it always feels like he can. Yeah. If he wants to, he could easily do it. Right. Or, like, even if you feel like he won't, it's not even so much like the idea that it could happen. It's more like the characters like ruminating mm. on on these alternatives. Yeah, that, yeah. Like so, even if you're, even if you personally are convinced that the story will continue in this trajectory, it's enough to like see the characters seriously grapple with these different outcomes and be like, huh, you know, yep. at least they are considering these things and thinking of these things. It, it makes them feel real. It does. Know? Yeah, no, I, th- I think he does a good job at that. Um, yeah, I mean, just making making things feel real, um, keeping the doubts alive. Uh, I think that's a that's a good quality he has. Right, for sure. And and not using them as um, you know gimmicks, not 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 using doubts and twists as gimmicks. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Um, I guess the last thing I just want to mention, uh, when, when the flogging happens, the whipping, whatever it is, um, Duncan is watching it. It's part of what sparks this, uh, conversation between him and Leto. And he, he says, or he thinks to himself that he, 
he recognizes the uh, whipper as his friend from the interview, who we yes, strongly yes. we strongly have suspected is Nayla, and Leto confirms that yep. it's Nayla. It's the truth. Um, and Nayla's going hard. Yeah, I mean, she is like... I, I think that she sees herself as like the fucking fist of God right now. Yeah. You know? To the point She's, where Leto stops her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. He has to kind of um, twist it into being uh, a show of his benevolence. Yes, you know? yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. So yeah. It, it still is, is all fully centered on the, the ritual of it, of course. But but yes, um, he's like, oh shit, you know, I, I don't want him to die. That would be bad. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and, and, and this is also what brings... Uh, dunk into thinking oh, this is not the atreides way yes later on yeah yes so yeah it's it, 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 there's some some good interconnected pieces here okay um you want to as quick as we can go through these last two chapters yeah yeah let's do it up okay so here we get the the reverend mothers um and And um, they essentially they they're meeting at uh, the false Sayach. They do this little uh, thing. They do this little ritual. I guess the Bene Gesserit have this uh, ritual, but if they were going into a real Sayach, they uh, yeah would have this thing. But. It's the false one. Leto does this funny thing where he uh, uses Jessica's voice to greet them. Yeah, like, he does it every time. You. That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's 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 great. Yeah. Um, uh, what do I want to touch on here? I mean, there's a lot in this one. There's a lot. In this there one. is. There is. I, I want to start with this um, because I mentioned in. Um, so the the opening passage, the chapter three, it kind of talks about um, like primitive, instinctual actions, and in that um, even if people don't recall things that your cells remember, right? Yeah. Um. So, Leto mentions. Or, or Leto notices something about the attendants, the acolytes that follow the two Reverend Mothers. That they, like, have these weird substitutes because they can't use spice. Yes, yep, yep. And here's the line. There were significant changes across the past ten years. A new parsimony had entered the sisterhood's thinking. They are coming out, Leto told himself. The old, old mysteries are still here. The ancient patterns had lain dormant in the Bene Gesserit memories for all of those millennia. Now they emerge. I must warn my fish speakers. So, we don't fully know what this means, but... I did think about it in connection to the previous passage. Again, that's why I brought it up. Um, And it also seems to be connected to 
the withdrawal. <laughs> well, I can say this word after two beers. The withdrawal mm-hmm. of spice. That um. That after so many generation generations, and and uh. Uh, and a, a a significant lack of the spice that they've depended on for so long for their order, the Bene Gesserit, presumably much like the whole rest of the galaxy, is kind of having to revert to, like, different ways of behaving and acting. And I guess maybe you do see that in the Ixians, in that they are, they're like, well, you know, fuck... We can't use spice. We need to make machines again now, right? Like you see in these pockets of these like influential uh, factions of the universe that you know they Leto is forcing them and channeling them into like changing their behavior slowly. We don't know why this change of behavior matters, or or what it like means for the golden path. Um, it sounds like he thinks it's dangerous. Yes. But I think also that it's part of his plan yep. is not necessarily like the confusing part, but it does feel like it's at odds, right? He's like, I must warn the fish speakers. I think he's, he could just be warning them not even out of danger, but it's like, Hey, we're at this part of the plan. Now we have to do this, you know? Yeah. We don't know. But, but I guess what it makes me think of is like, there's like Leto's trying to, like, uncover something about humanity. Maybe it's not even, like, teaching new lessons. It's, like, reminding people of, like, these old buried truths mm-hmm. hidden inside of humanity. Yeah, like, he needs yeah. to, like, peel away these layers over all these generations in order to to have people act in a way that they did in, like, an ancient past. Um, and... The, I don't know, these couple of chapters, it, it feels like it's kind of like building on that idea and, and injecting it a bit more is all. So. Yeah, no, yeah, you're right. You're right. Um, so I think, I think the peeling off of layers is is part of the golden path. I think he, uh, Lido is a big fan of Shrek. And <laughs> he does. I mean, canonically, Lido almost definitely has to know about Shrek. Absolutely. Yeah, of course course i mean he he might even be able to tap into the memory of the voice actress uh that played fiona why did you go to fiona just just what i thought was was the likeliest <laughs> that could be why uh he's so enamored with siona that's true that's true also i think i went there because because she is royalty off the bat, right. you know, and and he comes from a long line of royalty, so I think yes, maybe it. true, true. Yeah. All right. Well, my my new uh, canon is um, Siona is named Siona because it's a it's a fusion of Shrek and Fiona. Oh damn, that's good. Oh, fuck. Yeah. That is he's, good. He's... <laughs> so I mean, you did it again. It's gotta be it. You it's did it, be it again. God fucking damn it, Connor. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, so anyways, let's... Okay, broad, broad brush yes. here. The Bene Gesserit um, uh, attempt to assassinate Leto. 
but Leto is perceptive enough that he stops them before they even do it. He tells them he knows that they're trying to. He spends the rest of the chapter shitting on Lucille, um, the younger, and then um, kind of respecting uh, the older Antioch. And um, they have this whole discussion about a lot of shit. It's as broad as I can get about that one. A lot of shit. A lot. I mean, they 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 are uh, they are are ballsy. These two Bene Gesserit or they Lucille, are. especially. I mean, to 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 to. I mean, try that. I mean, and that was obviously their their intention all along. And um, yeah. I I don't know. I I don't know how they thought. That was going to work. Yeah. Um, there was, when they talk about it, there's like this interesting bit. He's like, oh, from your chapter house, you must think that um, the, the spice essence. It made me rethink Shai Hulud a little bit. Just in that, um, I, I think he says something like the spice essence is is thought to um to kill the worms because it forces them to like separate into yeah. their into their uh sand trout pieces. Yeah, it says it says uh the essence shattered the worm precipitating its dissolution and resulting eventually in sand trout which would produce more sand worms. Right. And so I thought that the sand trout were each their own individual infant sandworm that would eventually grow into the juvenile sandworm and then just a fucking sandworm. Mm. But this pretty much tells us that sandworms actually come about exactly the way that Leto did. That Leto doesn't do anything, like, different. He just, like, forces a sandworm to be created around him. Yeah, yeah. Maybe sounds obvious saying it out loud. Like I don't know if I should have it been expected to know that, but no, it's never been exactly clear. Um, and also, it's like right. it's like, well, what came first, the chicken or the egg? You know? Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's just it's kind of another wrinkle in like the life cycle of the sandworm that yep. we get here. Yeah, another layer, if you will. Donkey. <laughs> Right. I hate you. That's what he would say. Um Yeah, I mean, uh there are a lot of things in this conversation that they have that we could focus in on or we could talk about none of it. Is there anything in this chapter you want to discuss? Uh, I mean, uh he he gives away, you know, a couple of his secrets, right? Like uh you know how his brain has has kind of uh, divided itself or uh, around his body. You know, there's there's not one yeah. central brain area in his head. Um, and yeah, he he gives away a lot uh, to them. Yes, I thought for sure that he was do- like Monio was like, "What are you doing?" 
And I thought for sure Leto was like, huh, it's because I've already decided to kill you. Yeah, um, yeah. He does not. No, he doesn't. It's it's just, I think it's... He's, he's in one of those moods where he just gabs. Yeah. And, and reveals stuff that maybe he shouldn't and takes these risks maybe just for fun. I don't know, but... um. But yeah, I mean, he he rips them apart for the entire the entire time. You know, he yes. he he just criticizes their their ways, um, even before their assassination attempts. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, he chastises them after that, but ends up letting them go. And and you know, to to be nice, not not um cutting down their spice allotment yeah right he says he's like well given the assassination attempt antioch's like what's our reward you talked about and he's like i won't come back your spice and i won't kill you Sound yeah fair yeah like it's pretty much it yeah and then another interesting thing too is uh you know he asks where the, where they got the spice essence from mm. and uh, they say from smugglers yes but smugglers have not been around for almost 2500 years so they've been holding on to it for a long time and chose this, chose this as the, the right moment to use it. Yeah, that is interesting. Um, and implies that there could be a, a plethora of um, items throughout many eras of time uh, within the chapter house that we may yeah. eventually yeah. Uh, Absolutely. get to. Yeah, I mean, yes, you know, that... Leto has his hoard of spice, but they... I'm sure they hoard other things. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, um, the the Bene Gesserit patience is, uh, I think, something to be admired. Yeah. I think Leto kind of mocks them. He's like, you know, oh, how's yeah. that for your Bene Gesserit patience? Yeah, you know, exactly. Yeah, yep. 2,500 years, he kind of scoffs at them, I think. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. From my perspective, I think that's pretty good. Oh, yeah. I, I, I agree. I agree. Um, no, I mean, yeah, like... It's tough because because like a lot of these chapters, they're they're very they're they're packed they're 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 you know crammed in with all these details and yes and and all the and just a lot of thoughts. Um, yes, yeah. I mean, the I feel like I mean this was a long chapter, you know. Um, yeah. But they talk I, a lot about the Ixians. They do. Yeah. Um, I guess it's also kind of revealed, you know, that that the Bene Gesserit are kind of looking to use Leto as their Oracle. Like they have all of these fears. They are worried that the Ixians are going to be successful and they want to use Leto's powers of, um, prescience, extreme prescience to, to figure out if they will. Um, and Leto has like some cryptic messages that that continues on to the chastising of the uh, of Lucille, where Antioch kind of seems to understand his word game a little bit better. Yeah, but um, this is kind of where we get Leto being like, yeah, maybe they will. Um, but also, I don't know. Yeah, he's like, oh, will they make a mechanical brain? A brain? Of course not. And you know, of course, he's he's just making a distinction between like human brain and what a machine you know, is computer yeah, yeah right right that there's always going to be that degree of separation um 
But yeah, what you fear is not what you fear. And he, he thinks he thinks himself kind of a pretentious oracle, and he's happy with that. Um, yeah, I mean, and there, there's also a nudging of, of them to move out of their old habits and kind of accept the new accept new things and yes um i guess not being so set in their ways and uh i mean yeah which which is pretty much the whole point anyways of um kind of breaking free from the this this kind of sameness yeah um I just want to mention, I think there's this really interesting line when, you know, Leto just won't give them a straight answer. And um, Antioch says, oh, but the Ixians play with automation. And uh, Leto says, discrete pieces, finite bits linked one to another, he agreed. Once set in motion, what is to stop it? And I think he's doing more of a commentary on, like, um, you know, this idea of, like, once, you know, once you open Pandora's box, like, you can't can't put it away, yeah. can't put anything back in it. He even talked about that with his military criticism, with mm-hmm. thinking of, like, you know, they, as you create these, like, horrible technologies, once it exists, it can never unexist. You yeah. know, he's kind of saying, like, well, the Ixians have either already done it or they're already in the process enough of doing it that it can't be undone. You yeah. Know? Um, but I like his description of it because I think it describes Leto as well. You know, these disparate pieces linked together. And now that he is formed, there's nothing to, to stop him. You know, once Leto made that decision and gained the suit, uh, you know, God Emperor was inevitable. Yeah. So it's just a matter yeah. of letting time unfold until it is done. Yeah. And so, so too with, uh, you know, with the Ixians. Yeah. Right. I think he recognizes that. Yeah. No, yeah, I, I think you're right as well. Um, yeah, I mean, then the end of the chapter is very interesting too, where they talk more of his wolves. His wolves. Oh, yeah, his wolves. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not um, just wolves. We get, we get these attacks. We there's these attacks going on. Duncan Idaho comes. He informs Leto. Shit's kind of going down. Yep. They're like it's because of the flogging. You know the people are kind of acting out. Or I mean, it's not even really said that it's the people. We're no. we're left vague about that. Yep. It it could be the rebellion group. We don't know. He says they are hunting my wolves. In the forest and the city. Yeah. Yep. Um, and then he, he kind of also, right, he brings back in this idea of predators, thinking of himself as a predator. Um, and so, yeah. Monio, the wolves are gone from my forest. They must be replaced by human wolves. See to it. Yeah. That is the end of that chapter. Yeah, so I mean, I I guess he has his own brand of, of human predators. Yeah, I mean, we don't... It could be the fish speakers led by Duncan. It could be. For all we know. Yep. But it, yeah, yep. it could be something entirely new. Um, yeah, this... 
this really felt like oh um, and and he he uh he like lays out all of his plans for for defending you know the city and and stuff in front of the reverend mothers yeah right they're they're in complete awe yeah leader doesn't give a shit um just more like flaunting of his his self-assuredness and yep. his power um but yeah, I mean, uh, Leto also, you know, doesn't seem surprised. This doesn't seem to be one of the things that is a surprise to him. And so I think we're also left kind of thinking that he knew this would be the consequence of the punishment. Yeah. Um, and that he, you know, not only is he prepared for it, but it, it feels like he's um, aware of it, too. I mean, that we'll see. I'm sure that'll be expanded on. But yeah, really the big thing I think that's left hanging is like, well, who are the people doing it? You know, is it the Rebellion? Is this where Siona comes back in? Yeah. Um, we don't know yet. Not yet. All right. You want to uh, finish up with this last chapter? Let's do it. Dive into number okay. five. So this was a really interesting chapter. Yeah. It's Leto. Um, consulting his inner selves in a way that we haven't seen him do in God Emperor yet has not been written out to us like this. Yep. This is a chapter that feels very reminiscent of Children of Dune. Um, and I think, interestingly, at this point in Leto's life, when he, um, when he speaks with the inner lives, you know, he's he's no longer addressing a single, a singular entity. Yeah. A singular person. It is as if he's addressing a single entity that like the horde or the mob, as he describes it has been distilled into this one voice that he can just commune with. Yeah. Um, and he has such mastery and such control over this that, you know, um, he talks about, going on like a fucking memory vacation to yeah i mean to chill out for a bit exactly that's that's the only way that he knows that will quell his thoughts of uh fucking up the golden path yeah i thought you were gonna say fucking something else well that that too too. it's because he's he's really 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 caught up he's horned up with uh with we with queenery um and so yeah he, yeah he can't even like handle it he's in like total distress um he's like man this 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 whole fucking ixian plan he's like god damn it um, yeah he's completely shaken to his core um and so he does have this really interesting exchange with uh his inner self uh, you know, like you like you said at the beginning, that he's considering, he recognizes it as thoughts of madness, he says, but he's even considering, like, could I be human again? Well, probably not. Seems impossible. But if I could, it would take just as long as it took me to get to here. Hui would be dead. Could I make her a Gola? Yeah, but she wouldn't be the same. Like, it, it's, yeah. it, it really is insane, Absolutely the thought process nuts. that he has. Um, and so, of course, it... it the the book um you know also also labels it as as such yeah and um 
he kind of needs, like, a fucking pep talk from himself, you know? He's like, you know, you, you knew what this was. You have a single purpose. You took an oath, you know? Um, all this shit. And yeah. so he, he needs to take this time to remind himself and steel himself to continue down the golden path. And this is like a real showcase of the humanity, um, like the memory of humanity yeah, still inside of him, more importantly, I guess. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, to, to see Leto have this like memory conversation that we might have seen in the previous book, I think is really fascinating to see him still lean on that um even yeah. at his present state at the height of his power here exactly yeah it's it's interesting that he still needs it um every once in a while after all this time yes um and even even at, you know as it ends it's 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 not clear as to what he's going to do you know he uh he doesn't really come to a conclusion yet no, he, he seems worried that, um, like, he might become so so enamored and entranced with uh, the memory lives he can live out. Yeah. The, the, the countless lives that he could choose to just live within uh, that he might just, like, never come out of his trance and might just yeah. say, like, fuck reality I can live in like a perfect, you know, it's not even a virtual war. It's almost like virtual reality, but like yeah. he just presumably um, can, can will himself into these memories yeah. as these people and live their lives in such a one-to-one fashion that it's as if he is that person. He can live their life from birth to death, yeah. you know? Yeah. You know, over and over again, uh, many, 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 ex- you know, existences. Uh, yeah, so he, I mean, he he could, yeah, he could stay in there indefinitely. Yeah, the, yeah, he finds that thought very alluring, but like sinister. You know, it's a yeah. it's a siren call. Um, and so you're right; it is left open ended as to if he even does it. If yep. he even thinks that he's like strong enough to come back from it, mm-hmm. given his oath. Um, and so he, yeah, he, he weeps, he silently weeps. Yeah, he does. Yeah. And his, his fish speakers can tell he is, uh, he's, he's sad. Yeah. Yeah. Very interesting to see the fanaticism in them, you know, that, um, to just have them say like, is God troubled? You know, how how weird would it be to, yeah. To like literally serve your god, mm-hmm. to just like be in the same room as them. You I know? know. The sins of this universe would trouble anyone. Yeah. You know, the other response. So. That's that's kind of like like uh, I feel like that's like um, Trump Twitter accounts <laughs> like you, you know of course you know he he he's got a heavy burden like you know those like boomer memes that you see on Facebook it's like you know they like this man, you know, makes $1 a year and, and he just yeah. had to call uh, like, you know, military wife, at, you know, and so like think next time before you, you, uh, 
you know yell about his tweets or whatever like i, I just feel like it, it gives me that kind of vibe like yeah i like, go oh, poor poor god emperor yeah i feel a little Some yeah burdens. it's like um it's like that that meme picture of like the soldier who's like spreading out his arms and like shielding the sleeping boy from yes. all the, the weapons and shit hitting yeah, him but yeah it's, I don't really know how you would label it to make it funny in this context. No, I mean it's, it's there's a way to do it. There is a way to do it. We're <laughs> we're we're not there, but it, it is just kind no, of it's, it's too it's, late. That's it. It is just insane how that that is how they view uh, Leto. You know, yeah, he he is their god and, and makes these great sacrifices for them. In, yeah, in uh, well, in in their head, um, and in reality, he is and has made plenty of sacrifices, but. Again, boils down to the question: Do the ends justify the means? Yeah. We'll see. The the very last thing I want to mention, I just felt like um, this was another like bit of a mouthpiece moment for Herbert. Like he's almost he's, maybe he's getting more bold and being like, "I'm gonna just have this character say what I think." Oh yeah, for sure. But um, when when Leto is thinking to himself about uh. Oh, maybe I'll just go back and like listen to Bach. He's like Mozart, yeah. that pretentious son of a bitch. Yeah, <laughs> Bach. There's only three people as good as Bach, and they're not better than him. You know, it, yeah. feels... <laughs> it sounds like something that the uh, doctor would say, even. Yeah, yeah. This kind of. Um, I guess you're right, but the the, the context there is important too. Yeah, it, it, it felt more to me like you know. This old guy just being like, you know, oh, everyone fucking loves Mozart, you know. But <laughs> he's the one, you know. Yes. And then, and the, you know, and then there you kind of get like this weird like hipstery like side note where it's like there's some other people you might not have heard of who are as good, but they're that's, not better. That's so you know? true. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I was just yeah. like, all right, Herbert. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. It's it's um. Yeah. That there might be some some of uh of of old Herbie's old favorites. Who knows? Yeah, doesn't matter. I mean, I I always am like kind of caught up in like, is it interesting? Yeah, that he decides to um like keep bringing in all these real world things, or like, is it weird and like immersion shattering? It's yeah. like sort of both. Like I, I like it. That's part of the Duneverse, but then like sometimes it's like uh, it takes yeah. me out a little bit. I know. You know what I, mean? I I think it's handled. Well, if it was handled differently, then I would be upset. But the, I mean, it just it does make sense in the context of who Leto is. Um, yeah. But yeah, it it is strange because for the first two books, really, we were totally out of our own universe, and then. Well, for the for the first book, the second book. Oh, rather, oh yeah, the, they referenced that's Hitler. Where we get the Hitler reference. Hitler, that's yeah. what I really like yeah, opened right. up, and we were like, "Oh shit!" Yeah. <laughs> Anything that's true. is. Uh, Nothing is off the table. Yeah, I, I guess they really like slowly introduced real world elements, so that so I I you know I guess it was handled with care, but uh yeah, it is it's always a little it is always a little weird getting a you know getting a a, a western yeah like nineteen fifties nineteen sixties kind of look at at the world and be like oh right. yeah. This is set in our universe, just in the far, 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 far future. Word. Well, all right. Um, I think I've said my piece. I think that's it. We did it. <laughs> I, I, think, I think we did Only it. Only two hours and three minutes. That's not bad.
Yeah. It's really, it's really not bad. It is average. It's it is completely it's spot on. Quite average. Quite average. Yeah, and I'm not even gonna not even gonna over exaggerate that to make myself feel better. It's no, average. Average. It's fine. Yeah, it's 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 no you know, cover of God Emperor of Dune. Uh no. anyways, uh you can email us. We are at DuneDudespod at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter at DuneDudespod because we're going to be tweeting any day now. We're going to be making a lot of tweets any moment now. Uh, Just you wait for all those tweets we'll be making. Um, You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at CrepsCV. And as always, until next time. Somebody once told me Arrakis was going to roll me. Damn, there we go.